You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. It is a Monday, and I am super excited about today's podcast. Really? I think you say that like every time, which I know we're always excited, but like, is this really, or like, you know, a heartfelt topic or are you just trying to be like, (sighs) you know, excited in general? (laughs) That's, that is a really, that's a deep question, Lauren. I mean, I'm generally excited about all of the topics candidly because we decided them, which, what we're going to do, but I think I'm pretty excited about this one. It's not, um, it's not top 10, you know, spaghetti restaurants or right whatever. but i mean right. it's you know those are the ones i really get excited about because the research is so involved and yeah uh, it's you really know, tough but it's tough it's a tough this is a tough gig but um today i think uh i'm excited because it's website stuff and i love website stuff and uh candidly sometimes i don't get enough time to really do the things i really like to dive deep into but i love messing around with websites and all of that stuff so today we're going to talk a little bit about uh once you get a website uh how to update that update it uh what are some key components to updating a website on your own or not uh and then what to expect so so why don't you talk to us a little bit about content management systems and then maybe i'll take a little shot at uh, kind of the do's and don'ts if they if you will so first off, for those wondering, um, what is a CMS or a content management system? It basically is exactly what the name means, and that is there is software basically on the backside of your website that holds all of the content, the design, the graphics, but in a form where you can manage it, i.e. change it. So Um, Some look very similar to like almost Microsoft Word or a kind of similar program where literally you can, you know, write or edit your text. Um, There are kind of just functional um, boxes for uploads and changing out photos. Some even have like some light photo editing capabilities um, on the backside. But basically, it is kind of like a form or a software that you can go in and change and update pretty close to anything you'd like um, on your website. What it does not do is um, anything like a Photoshop capability. So you can't go in and necessarily design graphics. You might be able to do some simple things if you're kind of handy dandy, like it might allow you to do shapes um, and then fill those shapes with photos or, you know, layer up shapes and create different shapes. Or it might have like icons in there and some different things, kind of like almost stock photos or stock vectors. Um, but you can't, you don't have the exact capabilities as you would like just per se in Photoshop. Um, it also holds and or allows you to edit generally like forms you would have on your website. Um, the other thing it kind of does not do is stuff that's really customized. So. Some things may require a plugin, and those might be a little bit more difficult to edit via your CMS, but generally you could learn how or be taught how or your website provider would be able to do that for you. So 
all in all, a content management system just is an easy way to update your website that you can definitely be trained on how to use and log into. Um, a lot of systems also offer like some light analytics and a repository of where, you know, if you have forms on your website, um, where those things are kept. So if you get those emailed to you and you accidentally delete it or something like that, or you need to go in and export data, you can do that from your CMS. Um, you know, even things like photo catalogs or photo albums are, you know, editable via your CMS and are kind of logged in there. Um, a lot have places where, you know, your files and your photos live kind of in a directory where they're kind of, I don't want to say backed up because you shouldn't rely on that, but they are kind of saved in an archive there where you can draw from them and use them later. So all in all, it's just an easy way to be able to log in and edit your website yourself, basically. Perfect. That's great. Um, perfect, perfect way to kind of kick us off, give us a good foundation. I'll take that and go a little further uh, with the CMS so your content management system, when you're actually making or looking in the marketplace to buy a website, you really want to pay attention to that. I know that everyone loves the big shiny things like, what's my website going to look like? Or what's my website going to do? But the reality is your website has to live on after it's designed. It has to actually function. And that functionality comes from either you or someone in your staff updating the website or know that if you uh, either have a contract or, you know, take your website uh, designer folks, whatever company uh, makes those updates for you, uh, you either need to negotiate a set number of hours or, you know, know that you're going to pay for those. So, um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I want a WordPress website or, you know, back in the day, we do a Drupal website or whatever. Make sure you do your homework on those. I'm not saying they're better or worse. But if you look at the backside of a WordPress website, it can be um, a little challenging or a little overwhelming, I guess. So, yes. you know, there are there are ways that some people really love it. Some people don't. There are a lot of times where you look at some other options that are, you know, kind of the freebies on the on the block, if you will, which they're really not free, but like a Squarespace or even a, a Wix website or something like that. You know, the, the idea is it's the design. It's not necessarily, you know, whether you have something complicated on the back end. As a matter of fact, you really don't want anything complicated, especially if you're a newbie. So like Lauren said, some of those other things, such as a, a Weebly or a Wix or a Squarespace or that type of thing, offer you almost a, a word-like uh, interface that's very easy for you to update, whereas a WordPress may offer you some more, uh, gadgets or bells or whistles, but it's very difficult to update and it really locks you into, you know, a certain type of template. So you just have to decide kind of what you want or what you want to do. Going on from that, when you're basically buying or making that initial purchase for your website, like I said, make sure you pay attention to the day after your website launches. What does that look like? Do you get training on the content management system? Are you able to access a help desk or someone to make some updates at a per hour charge or a minimum hour charge? Or how does that work? Do you get a block of time in which they will update something X number of times throughout the, at the year or the month or however that works? Also, Picking up from what Lauren said, don't think that the content management system is going to do something amazing for you, such as graphics. So be prepared 
to uh, either have your graphic designer or someone else that you basically outsource still build a lot of those graphics because they will need to go into the website system itself. The other thing that's always kind of a tricky deal, which I've never really understood, and I guess it's probably a holdover from when we designed websites in HTML or Perl or whatever you want, MySQL or whatever, is forms. Generally, not always, but generally, depending on your content management system, a form is fairly easy to put up nowadays. Now, if you need a custom form or if it's an e-commerce form or something like that, it is a little more difficult because you are doing either custom programming or plugins. But if you just want a content, uh, excuse me, a contact form, such as name, email address, address, telephone number, why you're contacting us, maybe some, you know, choices like, I like pizza, I like hamburgers, I like chicken. You can tell I'm hungry this morning. Or I want ice cream or other. Those forms are usually drag and drop forms. If they're not, you can even get a third party such as like a uh, Wufu or something like that, which is a little clunkier of a solution, but it will basically drop into most systems, most content management systems. So a lot of times what we will run into is we will come in after a client has already uh, purchased a website or has had a website for a year or so. And we will say, hey, we're running a marketing campaign. We need a landing page. And that landing page should have a call to action. And that call to action will need a form. They will go to their website people because they've never really thought about adding anything on it. And their website people will say, sure, we can add a form for, what, $200, $500. I mean, I've even seen $1,000 for a form. That's ridiculous. It's cost prohibitive. Websites generally, a normal website, not anything with e-commerce or something like that, should be in the three to $5,000 range total. Maybe a little bit more depending on what kind of content you have, but generally that's what you should be spending. If you have to spend between one-third and one-fifth of it just to make an update, that's too much. That's like taking yes. a car, you know, like taking a 20-year-old car to Firestone and them telling you that, it's going to cost $1,000 to fix a car that's worth $3,000. Like, don't do that. Buy, get a new website, basically, because what I guess I'm saying is mm-hmm. at that point, it's it's over. The other thing that we talked about, which I don't want to really shift this into a website conversation. I do want to keep it on the content management side. But you need to also understand that your content management system needs to basically update or be part of a cloud update throughout because browsers change, software changes. The speed of the internet changes, algorithms for things like Google, Google Business, all of those things change. If either your content management system is not updating to match that, to make sure that your meta tags are correct or your tagging's not correct or any of the kind of SEO functions of your website are not jiving with all of the new updates, then basically your website's broken. The problem is you don't know it because your website looks really pretty. (laughs) but the backside of your website is broken. And so you need to make sure that you have some type of uh, update system or update solution for the system itself. Um, If you're not aware of that, contact your uh, website folks. Um, Do a little research on your own. If you know that the back end of your website is built in, I'm going to make something up, Concrete 5, 
and they're you know working on Concrete Nine, you need to ask why am why is my website not updated Concrete Nine? If that's because you didn't pay or that's not in your contract or they're not able to do that, you have a problem because you are four versions behind of what really needs to be happening. Uh, The final thing I'll say about the content management system side is understand when you uh, basically update your website or go to a new vendor, that does not necessarily mean that the content management system will go with it. So your website, your website is basically the design, the content, um, help me out, Lauren, any of the, the, your intellectual property that you have created, right? Like any downloads or, you know, like written items or materials basically. Right. Not the, but not the content management system. Most of those are proprietary. If you're dealing in a WordPress environment, uh, often they will say, Hey, you can transfer this, but if you ever transfer it out from one WordPress to the other, it is a pain. Migrating that over never is smooth. So make sure you know kind of what you're getting and where you're going to be. Finally, from the content management system side here, understand that it will take updates. I We always talk about this on the website side. Look, websites are basically, in my opinion, your best uh, selling point or your marketing uh, point to date. Uh, social media is great. Uh, you know, advertising is great. All of that's great, but your website is your key component of all of that. If it is not working well, if it is aged out, it is not doing you uh, the job it can. It's not doing the job it right. can do for you. So, so make sure that. You know, in your budget, in your annual budget, maximum every 24 months, you have something in your budget that basically showcases a new website or or pays for a new website. Because Mm -hmm. having a website for five years is not an option anymore. I mean, I guess guess it's an option, but it's bad. So It's not doing any service, right, at that point. Exactly. None. Zero. And it may still look good. You know, it mm-hmm. may still look good on your computer. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But somebody that bought a brand new computer, you know, yesterday and has the new, you know, Microsoft Edge browser or, you know, uh, just bought a brand new Android tablet, you know, you, it, your website may look broken on that. Uh, and that is the tricky part of website design is, you know, when you print something, everything is printed on eight and a half by 11. Everyone sees the same piece of paper. Same thing with, you know, postcards, blah, blah, blah. Website, totally different. Monitor sizes are different. Computer components are different. The speed of everyone's internet is different. There are a huge number, a vast number of variables. And so a content management system helps you basically uh, thin the difference between those peaks and valleys. And if your content management system is broken, i.e. your website is broken, you've got some serious issues. So. Well, that was a ton of great advice. Thank you very much, Tony. I think that was a good topic. We do get a lot of questions about content management systems and kind of what they do and why do I need this and those sort of questions. So I think this should be really helpful. Um, If you all have any additional questions or thoughts, feel free to find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn and ask us. Um, And we will try to cover those questions either on that platform or maybe in another podcast. Who knows? So 
Thank you for tuning in. It's been another great episode of The G Factor. I'm Lauren Doherty. And I'm Tony Van. And we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to G Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com. Oh, 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 oh